Chicago on the west side. I'm from the Bricks. Um, you know, I played high school football, wrestling, track, went to college, played football and track, and played semi-pro football out here in California when I moved out here in 92. Um, who I am? I am a man of, I'm a man of faith. I'm a, I'm a man of honesty. Uh, I believe in honesty. I believe in helping everybody that you can. Um, I have a gift that has been given to me by God, and it's my job, it's my duty to continue to give this gift to everybody I meet, whether it's woman, man, whether it's child, teenager, that's my gift, is to help kids. Then I left football because I had a son, which was a blessing, and uh, I got into the training business uh, from my trainer who was training me when I was playing football, and it just kind of just blossomed, and then I started training kids, and I started getting to the science behind it, because I understood that although the old school mentality, I guess you could say, would never go away, there's better ways to do training. There's better ways to stay healthy. There's better ways to do what you're doing, not just the same old, you know, push-pull stuff. And so I'm going to give a little secret out. You know, just pay attention <laughs> to this. Just, uh, everybody understand this. Understand this. Mm -hmm. There is no such thing as muscle memory. There's no such thing. Think about it. I'm going to tell you right now. Your muscles have no ability to remember to do anything. It's your brain. So scientifically, in the training world, it's called muscle pattern. How is your muscle pattern being developed? So when you see guys that have like, bad technique, it's not a muscle memory. It's just their pattern has been developed. So for instance, let's take a car engine. Let's say engine goes one, two, three, four, five, six. Six pistons, you know, boom. What if it goes one, three, five, six, four? There's a misfire in there somewhere, mm -hmm. which means, as you know, any mechanic, there's a misfire. I got a piston misfiring. The same thing happens to your brain when you train incorrectly. Your muscle sends a, the, the brain sends a signal to your muscles, but if you do it wrong, you're going to keep doing it over and over. So for some people, they call it muscle memory. No, it's the muscle pattern that's been developed. So what I do is I fix your muscle pattern. How do I do that? I fix your brain. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. I fix your muscle pattern by fixing your brain. I retrain your brain on how to do a, a lift correctly. That's my field. That's my knowledge. And that's what I do. So I have clients that are, you know, college, high school, pro guys. I had a guy get a uh, contract yesterday from Texas. He's at the New England Patriots now. Um, I got guys that are playing the league, so that's what I do. I literally fix your brain on how to do a lift correctly once I see your muscle pattern. So we come in, we do about an hour, because I push you through a whole bunch of exercises to see how your brain 
has taught your muscles how to do a certain lift. And when I find out that this lift is wrong, I break that lift down and I correct your lift. And honestly, you just stay healthy. Like you, you don't get hurt because now you don't have a misfire in your muscle pattern. Yeah. That's incredible. The fact that you said that you train the mind, that, that's what this platform is all about. Yeah. Train your mind because you have, you have, mentally, you have, to, you have to learn how to work with yourself. Yep. You're not working with yourself. Then yep. it becomes harder to actually know who you are. Yeah. You find your purpose and you're, you're, you're defining your purpose every time you come encounter with somebody. Yes. And yes. That's, that's powerful because when I found my mind, you said something that was like very important. <laughs> Yeah, I remember. Time I, I, and, and you sat down and talked to me. And yes. Me like game was like, if you don't love coaching football, you're not gonna really enjoy what you're doing. Yeah. Knowing that applies to life, that applies yep. to everyday life. Just yep. because of if you don't love what you're doing, it's, yep. gonna be, it's not gonna be fun. It's not, it's gonna, not gonna be, be fun. Gonna it's, be, it's gonna be work. It's yeah, gonna be a job. It's not gonna be your purpose. Yeah, exactly. Like purpose. Exactly. So, when, who were you before you you, you find yourself? Oh, that's an interesting, yeah, that was an interesting question. Um, who I am and what I am and what I am today is still the same person. I'm an athlete. I am the epitome of what an athlete is. I can pretty much play every sport. I can pick it up and I can be good at it in a couple of days. But at the same time, I also knew that my gift of athletics had to be refined. It had to be, and it had to be, I had to have a purpose in what I was doing in that. In, in, in I just can't just play 12 sports and say, I'm a 12, you know, I can play all 12 sports. Can, you know, but, but when it came down to it, football is the sport that I just fell in love with. And I fell in love with it because I love contact. I love hitting people. That was the best feeling. So that transferred into wrestling. I'm like, well, I can wrestle. I can get the, I can like choke somebody and it'd be legal. Like, mm -hmm. let's do this. Mm -hmm. But what I didn't know that wrestling was a different movement. So back in high school, we just do, you know, whatever the coach says. So let's just say, when I was in high school, which is 84 to 88, I know I'm dating myself, but it's whatever. <laughs> That's just wisdom right there. Yeah. So my coaches were probably 40 years old. Which that means that they played football probably in 50s, 60s, 70s. So they had an old mentality. So you just deal with, hey, go park, go park. Okay, I did it. Whatever. But what I did know was, is when I went to wrestling, and I ran track too. So when I went to wrestling, I'm not doing no movement. So what happened is, is that my body actually healed from football. So you're talking to a guy, and this is a blessing, that never got hurt playing football. I never had a broken bone playing football. I played four years of high school with minor stuff, like never broke an arm, never, you know, broke a leg. You know, I had a separated shoulder, but I actually played it that side. I was like, I'm, I'm playing. Like, I'm not missing the game. Like, whatever, I'm playing. And, and that was fine. But when wrestling came, now the body movement's different. Now the ligaments are different. Now the joints are different. Now the explosion's different. So it actually helped me play better when I got back to football because I understood leverage. And not that I'm a small guy, but being a small guy, you have to understand that I'm playing corner, and that they do a, a sweep, the first person I'm going to see is a guard. I'm going to see the backside guard. So the backside guard's going to pull, 
the first person you're going to see is either probably an end or a backer. But the next guy is me playing corner. I'm like, man, this dude is freaking six foot, you know, three, 240 pounds. I'm, a, I'm 160 pounds, you know, in high school. Like, but wrestling taught me leverage. So when I understood leverage, those big guys, unfortunately, they met their match. <laughs> they met their match. They're like, how's this little guy throwing these big guys? Because I understood leverage. And that was from wrestling. Then obviously track, which was just all speed. I ran a 4-3, you know, in high school. So it wasn't like I was some chump. Like, I was legit. And I did a long jump. I jumped, I think I jumped 23-8, you know. So, yeah, I was an athlete. And I played ball in the summer because basketball was so much different from every sport. Because now it kind of... It kind of involved everything, explosion, athleticism, quickness, you know, also thinking, the mental game, how to set up a screen, when to roll, when to pop, you know, when to re-screen, how to throw a pass. So basketball was just my love, you know. And then when I came out here, I got into coaches. I coached football and I coached basketball. And I realized, like, wow, I actually have a God-given gift because these kids gravitate towards me. So what I realized is that kids want honesty. If you're honest with them, they'll, they'll give you everything that they have. But if you're not honest with them, if you're not coaching them, if you're not making them better, then they're going to, some kids will say, oh, my coach didn't like me, or I wasn't having fun. Now, granted, playing ball is not about having fun. It's, you know, you compete. But when you win and compete, you have fun. But if you don't make it fun for the athlete, then they may have some resentment towards the coach, and then all of a sudden they go, my coach didn't like me. And it's like, well, I like you, but you just didn't put the work in. Or what I found out, because when I got my teaching credential in special ed, the first thing they said was, you need to understand how kids receive information. Yeah, understand how kids receive information. Just because I tell you to jump doesn't mean you know how to jump. I have to understand how kids, you know, just receive the information. So there's, there's audio, there's physical, and there's verbal. Mm -hmm. So again, I'm trying to figure out, trying to tell this a corner, hey, you got you to jam number one, look, get your eyes on two, look through two, the quarterback, come off of one, if two doesn't hitch, you know, you come off the one. Like, I'm trying to, but I had to realize, like, he don't understand what I'm saying. That sounds like Chinese to some people. Yep. So... You have to go out there and sometimes physically do it. So I'll have a kid behind me and say, look, this is what you do. I want you to mimic every move that I do. Here's my jam. Here's my look at two. Looking through quarterback. I'm moving back. I see it. Then all of a sudden the kid goes, oh, now I see it. So now, okay, that guy is a physical guy. I have to show him how to do it. Okay, cool. Then there's kids where we can go on the board, draw up a play. They got it. Visual. Oh, yeah, of course I got it. Okay, fine. And then there's guys that are just straight audio. You just have to tell them. But you have to, as they say, speak their language. You can't speak their language, they will never understand you. So those three things from school helped me expand my coaching. So now when I coach or train, one of the first things I do is, how does this person receive information? That's it. That's it. And then from there, I got you. Once I see how you, it's over with. It's over. It's over. Because not everything that I'm telling you is going to make sense. 100%. Everything, you and, know. And it's crazy that you said that because when I played football in high school, 
ninth to tenth grade, I was a high repetition guy. My, my yeah. coach, Coach Ely, told me he was like, "You, you a high repetition guy?" I was like, "Nah, no, I'm not." Like, I was like, no, "I didn't think so." He was like, "Yes, you are, because you're not getting what I'm trying to tell you. I'm like, you're not getting what I'm showing you." And the fact that he said that it opened my eyes up, not that day, but like right. over time. Over time, yes. Because I came to realize I am high repetition. So what I need to do? I need to start learning more. I need to start studying more. I need to start put myself in situations to where I'm constantly yep. seeing this play. I'm a little biased towards football yep, because yep. I played it my whole life. So mm-hmm. when parents ask me about, should my son play football? And I go, yeah. Yep. But what about, don't think about it. I go, football to me is the only sport that teaches you everything in life. You have to understand how to get along with people. Mm-hmm. You got to understand that you're a part of a team. Mm-hmm. You got to understand that you got to pull your own weight. Mm-hmm. And for football, there's 11 guys. So if one guy, or we say one leak in that chain is wink, that whole chain, that whole chain is weak. There's nothing you can do about it. So to me, I know I might get some flack, but to me, football is the best sport. Mm-hmm. And it's physical, so it teaches you. Sometimes it's got to be tough. Mm-hmm. I know that I didn't get this job, and, and that job is not a physical job, but I got to be tough enough to go, you know what? I'm going to keep going. Mm. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep pushing that door down until it falls. I had an old coach that say, keep chopping that tree, that tree will eventually fall. Mm. So you keep pushing that door, just keep pushing that door, that door will eventually open. Mm. And that's, that's all the chance you need. Once your foot is in, as I say, once I'm in, I'll take care of the rest. Hey, what's up, Maverick? This is, uh, what's up, Maverick? 150 pound chocolate lab, which is crazy. <laughs> go over there, Maverick. Go, go, go. Yeah, he's going to break the kneecaps because he want to lean up on you. <laughs> you know. But again, I'm a little biased with football mm-hmm. just because I think football teaches you everything in life. And it teaches you failure. It teaches you how to, how to lose, mm-hmm. you know, because obviously, obviously failure, the more I fail, the more I learn. Mm-hmm. Like the more I fail, the more I learn. Then the more I fail, the more I have to understand, well, how do I not fail? So mm-hmm. then you start tinkering with like either your personal life or your job or your speaking or your writing. You start tinkering with how to not fail. And all of a sudden you start learning, oh, this is how I do whatever it is. And so you don't fail at it. But the more you fail, the more you learn. The more you learn, the more you get better. The better you are, the more successful you are. The more successful you are, now people have something. They go, he has something that I want. Mm-hmm. How did you get there? Okay, well, we, this is how we started here. I, I failed. I failed. Mm-hmm. Then I failed again. Then I failed again. <laughs> then I figured out this is not failing. Mm-hmm. Then I figured out how to write. Then I figured out how to talk. And then, now I'm here, so now I have something that you want. It's going to cost you some money now. Mm. 
Now you're paying for a service yep. that I actually built myself, if that makes sense. You're paying for my service because I went through all these steps of failing to understand how it is not to fail. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, as a client, I have to tell all my clients, my job is to make sure you don't fail. Mm -hmm. So in the first two weeks, you're going to fail. Yeah. You're going to fail. <laughs> you're going to fail. But after the, after the second week, I will know how to get you to not fail. And now it becomes fun. And now, do you, as we say, now you get that bug. And I go, oh my God, I want to work out every day now because I can. Yeah, because you understand that I understand this is how you're not going to fail. Yeah, that's that's so this basically thing. just just really explain what failure is not. Yes, to yes. And that's incredible because like my my ninth grade, I ain't really played that much, but my level third grade, I played the whole season. There you go. Twelfth grade, I got injured, I took my meniscus to my ACL, but twelfth grade, I was able to be the captain of the football team. That's dope. It was, it was crazy because like I'm coming in every day working no matter what. If you're in the ninth, tenth grade, I'm in the eleventh, twelfth, whatever the case is, I'm treating you with respect. I'm showing you like boom. This is what you do. Like, yeah. hey, hey, slow down. You ain't got to yeah. fast enough. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. yep. your, your speed is not going to match his, his speed. So the, 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 the quicker you get there, the quicker you just take him down. Yeah. What T. Jones, he told me, he was like, the reason why, why I stay cool with you is because, like, you told me that. He was like, you put me to the side. He was like, man, just, awesome. just, just wrap up. Yeah. He was like, man, yeah. I, from day one, I need you solid. Yeah. From day one, I need you solid. It's, it is bigger than a team. Well, it's yeah. bigger than yourself. Yeah, it's absolutely. A it's a team. It's a team. effort. Well, yeah. When I came to realize you can't win a, a game without by yourself. You yeah. can't. You can't win the game without yeah. yourself. When I got injured the 12th grade year, it was devastating because I can't play with my family no more. Yes. Yes. And it was crazy because I ain't never told no, no you never been injured. Yeah. You know how it is to be injured. And that, that time when they told me that my, my ACL was turned, yeah. that, was, that was broke my heart. Yeah. Because yeah. you put in so much work from what after after the season? Yeah. Fall work. Yeah. Fall workouts. Summer, yeah, summer teams, spring. Jobs, you know all like, that. Yeah. So much chemistry is built up within this time, and people don't really see. Yeah. This is really our second family. Yeah. 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 I I spent <laughs> I spent more time football than I was probably in my life. Yeah. But to, to piggyback on that, there's this saying about ten thousand hours, mm -hmm. right? One of the one of the you know biggest baddest people is people that put in ten thousand hours of of, of their specific you know, job, you know. So, obviously, the more you fail, the more hours you put in and try to figure out how not to fail. So all of a sudden, you put in these 10,000 hours, and not that you become a master, but you become a master at your craft. So the 10,000 hours mean I'm putting a master <laughs> of my craft. Mm. So whatever craft you have, you put 10,000 hours in mastering your craft, you are going to master that craft. You, it, it's, it's inevitable. You cannot not master your craft if you're doing your craft all day, every day, 24, 7, 11, eight days a week. Mm -hmm. that's, that's like 10,000 hours. Seriously, 10,000 hours. This is all I do. I mean, I do more, and I'm a teacher. You know, I teach special ed kids. But at the same time, training and football and athletes and understanding movement and, and, and all this stuff, Going to school, writing papers, 10,000. I was like, dude, every day I was writing a paper about, you know, body movement and body function and muscle patterns and, and, and how to connect the brain, you know, to the, to the body, the body to the muscle, the muscle to the ligament, ligament to the joint. 10,000 hours. So I became good at what I do because I put in, I mastered this craft 10,000 hours. And trust me, those papers <laughs> for, for the Kishaji class yep. were so in-depth that I was like, wow, 
I've been doing this all the time and didn't realize why I was doing it. But mm-hmm. now I know why I'm doing it because I understood the body. It just, this book made me realize like, I've been doing this, I've been doing that, I've been doing that. Mm-hmm. But I had no idea why because I put in $2,000 of working, I just started thinking outside the box. Mm-hmm. And just start looking at people. Like, I can look at somebody and just be like, okay, they're moving, I can fix that right now. Mm-hmm. Without even reading a book. But when I read my book, I was like, oh my God, now this makes sense. Mm-hmm. Now this makes mm-hmm. sense. And then I started talking to doctors and chiropractors and sports med doctors and people that did soft tissue work. And I, was talking, I had this whole list of people in my, in, on, on my team, on my team that if I got something to bounce off, I'd be like, oh, let me call up Doc. Like, Doc, hey, what about, you know, the C6 and C7? How's it with your shoulder? Like, yeah, this is how you do it. You know I'm going to do it. I got a book. Like, I read it. Now I understand why a chiropractor adjusts the way they do. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I understand it now. There are some people that don't believe in chiropractic, and I understand that. Mm-hmm. But when you understand the science behind it, I mean, I get adjusted like three times a month now. Doc, I need to just, yep, come in, pop, 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 feel good. Because I know my body is in alignment, and that helps with the muscle pattern being developed the correct way. If your body's not in alignment, you're going to have a misfire. You're going to have a misfire. You're going to do this instead of this. And so you come to me, I see, I see this. I'm like, okay, I can get you here. So now you're like here and here and here. Like, no, you got to do this. You got to do this. So when I get you going this way, you look at me and go, oh, my God, dude, I never felt this good before in my life. Oh, yeah, because I got you from doing this. <laughs> so now you're doing this now, mm-hmm. right? Kind of like math. The shortest distance between two points is what? A straight line. If I can get you to go straight, my job is done. Now go play your sport, football, baseball, basketball, soccer, hockey, whatever. I train Male, female, every sport, every sport, because I played it. Like, I played baseball, I played basketball, I played football, I ran track, I wrestled. I even understand golf mechanics, you know, soccer mechanics. Mm-hmm. Like, I played it all. So, once you understand, again, that 10,000 hours <laughs> of failing and just, once you put 10,000 hours in of, of your craft, you will master your craft. It's inevitable. Mm-hmm. You will master your craft. And then, now it's your job to give that craft. Mm. Your job is to teach that craft. It's mm. your job to open minds. <laughs> it's your job to be the vessel, mm. to keep putting out this good energy and teaching people to do the right thing. That's your job. If, it's, if you do it wrong, God would take it from you. Like there's no, there's, I'm a big believer, like if you're not doing your job right, he will take it from you. Mm-hmm. And now you gotta start all over. Now you're back to doing $10,000 or something that you may not love. If you love, like I told Terrell, you love it, dude. You got to freaking, you got to immerse your body into it. Mm. And some people won't understand that. <laughs> you might lose some friends because you're immersed in something you're passionate about. And you're not going to go hang out. And you're not going to drink. And you're not going to do this. And you're not going to go to party. You're going to be immersed in what you're trying to master. So you're going to constantly read books on whatever your craft is. You're going to constantly read books on what you're trying to master. You're going to be staying up late, you know, maybe watching something on YouTube or reading this on, on, on the internet. Like you're going to keep expanding your mind and getting more education and understanding. If I want to be good at whatever it is, I have to put in the 10,000 hours. If I don't put 10,000 hours in, I'm not going to work. It's not going to work. And then some people might think that I may be a joke. And that's the end of the day. You want to be able to speak people's language so they understand, okay, he understands what's going on. So now you, now you can 
really work with that individual, whatever it is, whether you're a trainer, businessman, lawyer, doctor, teacher, whatever, coach, mother, father, <laughs> brother, sister, it doesn't make a difference. You can put the, the work in, you're going to master your craft, 100%, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Hold on, coach, I'm going to... Yeah, yeah, yeah.